Felicia from the Knight moment is my you princess. You I've been entertaining audiences with a unique Joey style has of rocket humor since the 90s, alright? With her tongue in cheek, she's been exploring some topics of the dynamics of the male-female relationships, or as we call them here in the studio, dirty thoughts, and the proliferation of the sensual feminist. She's a little firecracker rolled up, and that's why I love her, and that's why you're going to love listening. So tune in, alright? My friend Wendy's here, and we're going to give her quick lessons in podcasting as I took something out of her hand. <laughs> okay, you see the little this little mark here on the microphone? Yeah, you want to talk kind of into that. You don't want to bounce on anything. Like, I had to teach Joey not to tap. You don't want to do things like this. Or people will write in and post nasty comments. Oh, they they drop out. Sometimes, oh, it's just the sound. I talk, funny. I don't talk into the mic and shit like that. You know, it's a whole new week. We got a whole new set of priorities. You have no fucking idea if you know what I went through yesterday. Because uh, yeah. I went to bed early last night. I got nice and stoned. I ate like two cookies from the weed store because I was burnt out on the banana bread. Yeah. And I got up at three o'clock sweating bullets from this fucking blood test I had to take. That's right, I know. And I stayed up, I wrote some jokes, I looked at some emails. At some points in the night, I almost had, like, one, every hour on the hour, I thought I would always start crying. Like, really? I would get that emotional. Like, I can't really? believe I got to go down. I even read about cortisol online. Why am I taking this fucking test? <laughs> and finally, I went down there, and uh, as I was walking in, Felicia called me. What time are we meeting today? I'm like, Felicia... I don't even know if we're fucking meeting. They're taking blood out. I'm about I to know, drop. I know. I was kind of needling you because I wasn't understanding. I'm like, yeah, so what time? I like, you no. know. And, and like, she had just come to get me. Like, I was yeah. inside with the iPod on. I was listening to Hector Laveau. I was dancing to Spanish music. And all of a sudden, she came out. She goes, Jose Diaz. And I was like, next. And that's when you called. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm about to fucking faint. And she took me right into the room. There was no massaging me. There was no how are you. She was like busy. And she goes, we got to rock, baby. Yeah. She put me down, I put the fucking earphones on, I looked the other way, and I gotta be honest with you, I didn't feel a thing. Really? Not a thing. I felt like, I felt something was going on, you know? Like, I felt, started yeah. feeling dizzy, and I started seeing spots in the air, but then I just started breathing, and I started salsa dancing on the thing, and next thing you know, she put the cotton ball in my thing, but when I got up, my shirt was covered in sweat. I had to go home and change the fucking shirt. Oh, really? My palms were like dripping from the yeah. fucking sweat. I, I can't Your Cuban it. egg roll was laying in a swamp. No, my Cuban <laughs> egg roll was fine. I wasn't sweating down there. I didn't go into the full body fucking sweat ball like I did last Tuesday when I OD'd on the banana bread and shit like that on channel. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't one of those. That's why I was really, I got out of there, I drank a half a Coke, which was like six fucking points, so. Because right. you know, Coke has a lot of points in it, and I shot home, and uh, I'm here. And Fuck here you it. are, and you came over, and my friend Wendy is here. That's right. Uh-huh. We did what we had to do, and now we're on the mic, bitches. Like That's a, right. Like a run and DMC in the 80s. Yeah, I'm going to have to tackle Wendy now because she's petrified of the microphone. I can oh, tell. So I know, scared. you're like you're like, <laughs> like a little. No, nah, what are you scared about, what Wendy? We're here. About? Just talk how we were doing before. I hear myself, and I sound really weird. No, so the fuck do I. Yeah. What do you think I sound like? Don't Please, even listen. let me go on the iTunes reviews and tell you how people perceive my voice in a negative Please. way. <laughs> you know I mean? There is something, though. Like, you listen to a radio station this morning. And the guy, like the DJ, they just sound right. And then a girl always calls in. She's like, anyway, so I kind of cheated on my boyfriend. And now I think he's cheating on me because karma's going to get me. Right, right, right. This is what this podcast is all about. But you can't put your hand on the computer. How do you fucking kind of cheat yeah, on let somebody? Let put the microphone over it here. It was in the first three months that they were together. So okay. it wasn't like wasn't like they were really together. But they, didn't they didn't really know the where talk. they were at, right. Yeah. And they didn't have the talk yet, and then they figured out that's fucked up. How you kind of no, cheat no, on no, somebody? No, 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 no. It's know. cheating or it's not. What you have to talk. That's right. Look, everybody knows that blowjobs aren't cheating. That's just the definition. Shut up, move along. So, what did you do this weekend, Joey? I didn't do shit. I walked <laughs> over to the fucking Puerto Rican carnival there on Tahunga. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. They had a little carnival, and uh, I walked around with my wife, and we got some fennel cake because I would never fucking get on one of those rides because if the one on Great Adventure goes down. Those guys, eventually one of those rides will go down. I see the people who work, and I got nothing yeah. against them. They're nice people, but 
Obviously, they're just there on the clock. I mean, it was fucking scary. You know what? That I have a fear of heights, and uh, uh, I took the boys to uh, Newport Beach, uh, the pier, and they have like a little like uh, uh, carnival ride. Carnival ride, yeah. What is that? A called? wheel, a Ferris wheel. A Ferris wheel. Like Santa Monica. Yeah, but it's really tiny, and it's like on, just on the pier that's only like 10 feet across, and I'm like, and, and, and it's just high enough and rickety enough. I was like, at the top, like, if there's an earthquake, this thing is just going to fall right into the water. Like, why would... I? And I started freaking out. And I was I was holding on to cash. Like, my, I was holding on to my son, like, Whoa, fuck, fuck. You said, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, I, I like, totally shit. had a meltdown. I hate that yeah. shit. I hate, I hate it. When I was a kid, I'd go on all those rides, like roller coasters and the ones that you put your back to and spin around. And I could do all that shit. There was some extreme stuff. But man, now I look at it and I'm like, no, no. Especially like those little park ones, the little church carnivals and shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Uh-uh. If I go, I'm going to a big one. So if the thing flies off the handle, at least I can sue somebody. You know what I'm saying? At least I can come back looking. You go to one of these church carnivals, the thing tips over. You're fucking history. Yeah. Those people are out of business in three days. You're done. Even the church locks the fucking doors. They just dissipate. They just disappear. Immigration, watch them scatter. You know what I'm saying? It's over. I'm not saying nothing like that. I'm not saying nothing like that. I'm just saying that they fucking scatter. You'll never find out who to sue. So fuck it. Yeah. I like my legs. You know what I'm saying? What's the weirdest uh, thing that ever happened to you at a carnival? Did the, you ever have The something? fucking best thing that ever happened to me at a carnival was I had to be around 12 or 13. It was the sun, It was a little after, uh, right before. It was right before Halloween, but it was hot. You ever get those days in October? They're just fucking hot. So we all went to this place in in, uh, in New Jersey. I forget what, what part of New Jersey, close to Newark. It was called the Brigantine Castle, right? This is the best thing that ever happened to me at the amusement park. That's what you want to know. So the Brigantine Castle had like a little a little haunted house that you go in there. But what happened was this was the day that kids from different towns came down, like on buses. So it was like us and East Orange and like Newark and East Orange where Queen Latifah's from and Naughty by Nature. They don't fuck around that right. neighborhood. <laughs> so I walk into this haunted house and all of a sudden this Dracula comes up. I think I told you this. This Dracula comes on. He's like, blah. But he was a real live Dracula. And he bumped into like, this is 1980. This is 1978. What? I don't even think he was a gangbanger. He was just a black kid. And he had three other black kids with him and a couple Puerto Ricans. And he bumped into him. And he goes, what the fuck is up with you, Dracula, bitch? And I'm about 12, whatever. And all of a sudden, they start arguing Dracula. And the kids start arguing. And all of a sudden, these kids start beating the fuck out of Dracula in this haunted mansion. <laughs> oh and they're pulling them out by the cape. And they're fucking punching them like a wrestler. They had to put the lights on. The cops came. We had to go all go on the buses. That was the best time I ever had. <laughs> All that shit of fucking jumping around with your parents and fucking great adventure. That shit sucks. When I seen those fucking kids beat the fuck out of Dracula, they were dragging him out by the cape, pulling his fucking hair off. Frankenstein tried to jump in. You don't know what that's like when you're fighting a house full of horror like people and they're sticking yeah. up for the guy and the guy's on the floor. And I remember laughing and I never repeated that story to nobody because who would believe that shit? That's the that's shit that funny. happens in Jersey. You follow yeah. me? Bring a teen castle. I forget what part of Jersey's from. That's the best time. Then one time I almost died on one of those rides. Which ride? The Seaside Park. The ones where you uh, put, like, you rent $10 and they give you a bikini. And you have a little thing, a little uh, slip and slide on the back. And you go down those rides real fucking fast. Oh, you ever yeah. do those? They have them around here. Like water parks. Yeah. And you, But what you can do to go even faster is, like, some fucking people rub butter and shit on their bodies. Because they want to do, like, 100 and we had to take this, we took this acid and took a bus down there. So by the time we got to the amusement park, the acid was alive and fucking kicking. And we got in this water slide in Seaside Park, New Jersey. And the deal was we go, we do a hit of acid like at three. You go do what you do, and then you all meet at the bottom of the water slide at midnight. All fucked up when the acid's kicking in and nobody knows what's going on. And you got like a chick with you and shit, and she's 13, and the mother's looking for her. You know, we were kids, and I'll never forget going to the top of that. And just doing like 90 on that water slide and popping my head up, guys. And it was one of those bridges. Uh -huh. And something didn't let me pop all the way up or we wouldn't be here talking right now. Like it was the weirdest thing. Like going up and seeing this bridge. Like it was just a bridge underneath me. Uh -huh. But I could just, it would have just taken my head off. Like the guy in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Remember when the <laughs> helicopter talked the top of his fucking head off and he went down and he got back up. 
That's what would have happened to me. So wow. those are the best two times that. But Dracula beats it all. Dark, when they, I seen those little young brothers beating up on Dracula, <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. I uh, actually played a vampire once in, at Halloween. Did you? Uh -huh. It was at my junior high, and I had this cape, and I put all the makeup on. And I was really into character. It was part of drama club, and they had like this little haunted house in the uh, locker room, and uh, it was a bunch of us drama kids, and we did the whole thing, and I, it was my job in pitch darkness to jump out and go, ah, ha, 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 like I can't even do it, right? <laughs> so I was all preparing it's, myself. It's, it's bah. Right. I wish it safe. Bah. I, know, I, I want know. to suck your butt. That's how bad it was. So I was all preparing myself, <laughs> and I could hear bah. the science teacher who was really cute. I told you about the science teacher that married the eighth grader, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucked it up. was him. Mr. Green, Mr. Green, he was good looking, looked like Robert Redford. God damn, he was a nice piece of meat. Wonder what happened there. So, uh, uh, but he's bringing the kids in, and I was like, whoa, or whatever. And uh, and someone's like, Felicia? <laughs> you know, and I was like, never mind. That's fucking embarrassing. When somebody sees right through your costume <laughs> off the bat. In the pitch dark. You feel in so the pitch dark. You feel so disappointed about your costume abilities. That's why in I don't fucking dress dark. up either. I know. That's why I don't dress up either. There's a kid who listens to this podcast. His name is Mikey El Negro. And I went to school with him. And he was a year older than I was. And that crew was a little on the whacked outside. I didn't hang out with Mikey. Mikey was a great guitar player. And now he lives in Florida. But he hung out with uh, the same crew I hung out with. And they had a, a fucking Halloween costume party at our high school. And these motherfuckers were determined to win it. So what they did was, like two of them, Mike Ryan, this kid, uh, Mike Astley's, they got garbage garbage cans they cut the bottom off and they put the garbage on them and then they took gar the garbage top and put a bag and crazy glued the garbage top to their heads mm -hmm. then they took string and tied live mice onto it through their <laughs> tails and went to the thing and when they won first prize they went on stage and bit the head off the fucking mice for the cameras and i never seen so many people dying and puking right there i was one of them i fainted right there they bit the fucking heads off to win the $50. Yeah. They get wow. Hey, sometimes you gotta be creative. It is hard to believe that the... <laughs> yeah, very hard to believe. <laughs> that the woman who took her tooth out on Easter brunch is now shy. No, that's... But I like amazing. that about my Wendy. Yeah, I like that. I Wendy like that is too. the awesomest person in the whole world. I see yeah. that. I see Wendy that you guys... Wendy has a job. If I kick off, uh, and uh, she's the one that's gonna come to my house and clear out all the evidence so that my... Uh, Real family members can sift through my stuff without it's having nice. too many I questions. Always, <laughs> I always, you know, whenever I have a bad day, I always think of my friends. I don't have any family, you know, and I always think of my friends. And when I meet people, and even if I like that person, I'm a fucking creepy dude. If I meet somebody and they don't have street friends, like family friends, I don't really like that person. I put them up, and this little fucking blonde has all types of fucking friends. She don't judge nobody. She's got, you know, you just have the biggest array of friends, and they're all fucking crazy. Who, me? Yeah, you just have oh. a great, you have a great life as far as, uh, you know, people can have their families and people they grew up with, yeah. but if you don't really know how to reach a different type of mass, you really don't have a fucking life. And I really have always liked that about you. Uh, you just have a, a very wide range of friends. <laughs> and in, in L.A., people don't have that. In L.A., people it's have true. television friends and that's it. Oh, my God, they write. They, who gives a fuck? I just want you to say, Wendy's coming over here today. She's cool as shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In L.A., I have to, Wendy, oh, by the way, a friend's coming over. He writes for Ally McBeal. And so you, you'll accept him. No, what have happened to Wendy's fucking cool? She's coming over here. No, no, she has told me. Yeah, we, yeah, we've no, had we all talk this. About we you talk about you all the time. This is why. The, yeah, yeah, we so talk now about I know friendships. You're really this is, not listening to the podcast. This is, <laughs> this is what this podcast is about: is to see the, what you have to work with. Sometimes I never had a fucking family, a mom and a dad. Yeah. So my friends are my fucking world. This morning, when I was when I was crying in between takes, who do you think I was calling this morning? I was calling all those tough guys in Jersey, going, "Doug." I gotta go for a blood test. What do you think? And all of them are like, "Go fuck yourself," you know. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, and that's what you need to hear. You need to hear people that tell you to go fuck yourself. You don't have that in this society. Sketcher released shoes for young girls now. Uh huh. So what they did on the commercial on the computer was they young they showed skinny girls. 
skinny girls with mini skirts, 12, 13, other thing. Fucking parents on an uproar. That my kid, you're calling him fat, his feelings are gonna be hurt. Let me tell you something, I was never a fat fucking kid. But I think like from 11 to 13, I got a little heavy right before the jerk off masturbation period comes. Before you get your pimples, you know, that big spurt, you get into whacking it, you know, and you get chubby and shit from all the testosterone or whatever you're leaking uh-huh. out. And a couple people call me fucking fat fuck, and that pressed me to go to the goddamn gym. That used to, I used to, you see those doors you have right there behind uh-huh. you? My mother had those doors only that you can slip them, you know, the ones that you slip this way? Right. I used to take it off the hinges and put it on two chairs and use it as a fucking bench to lift weights because my mother wouldn't let me have a bench in the house because they wouldn't let me lift weights until I was 14. So it was because somebody called me a fat fuck that I did that. You follow me? If you can't tell a kid, he's like, you see the size of these fucking kids nowadays? You got some big kids out there yeah, that are yeah, fucking yeah. young. Yeah. We got a prom in this fucking country. You know, but like, again, at the baseball field last week, you can't say, strike the little fucking cocksucker out. You can't say that because you hurt anymore. somebody else's kids. Yeah. It's amazing how in 30 years, the behavior to- towards children yeah. and their feelings, what are these kids going to grow up to be like? When they have one bad fucking day, they're going to shoot themselves. Well, you are actually allowed to yell stuff out. Uh, when your kids go to private school, you're allowed to yell uh things out but they have to be uh, in a positive light strike yeah, them out you or fuck it, it he ain't shit creative or you know you just can't strike them out you right. fuck he ain't shit that's creative <laughs> or you could say what am i Hemingway? i gotta fucking write a book to tell this prick how to fucking strike them out yeah so do you understand well, it's well, like, you could yell things out like uh you know you have deficits in your creative thinking you know what i mean <laughs> and kids you are like could, ma he said i have add remember when we were kids like you gotta tell somebody go fuck your mother now yeah. it's like, you have ADD. Ah! <laughs> oh, he said I had ADD. How did oh, we the find good out? Oh, days when you could just say, go fuck your mother. Oh, and that was my the God. Biggest I remember when I was a kid, my mom tried to teach me how to wipe my ass for years. I was one of those kids. And every once in a while, I'd just forget to wipe my ass. And I'd throw the shorts in the fucking hamper. And she would hang those shorts on my front door. <laughs> do you understand me? She would That's, hang them. I'm going to do on, that. Not I on have the front door of the house. house. She'd yeah. hang them on the front door of my room. So when your friends come over... They could see how you live, you filthy cocksucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how my mom treated me. She was cut and dry. Guess what? Until yeah. today, I don't fucking shit my pants. Well, I shit myself last week, but I washed the clothes before Terry got up the next morning. You Cinco de Mayo. Cinco you de shit f- yourself on Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo. Did you just wake up and go, oh my God, it's Cinco de Mayo, and you shit yourself? No, no, no. no. Cinco de Mayo had a gig in fucking Lancaster, and I went to a happy hour. <laughs> I went to a happy hour. And you, I'm you, sorry, you shit your pants on Cinco de Mayo in Lancaster? No, 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 it gets better than that. I had a fucking Cinco de Mayo gig in Lancaster, but I went to a happy hour in Burbank with some friends from like six to eight, and they had all that finger food. And I could taste it was old Mexican food, but I didn't say nothing. I ate the one thing. I didn't say nothing. I go home, I wash my little pussy, and I go to Lancaster. <laughs> You know, I like the shit before I wash my pussy before you go out so you don't have to scratch your ass the rest of the fair. fucking That's night. Only fair. You don't have to wipe seconds. You don't I, have to think somebody wants to suck yes. your dick. I took a shit. No. Yeah, we all you know think what I'm saying? Yes. So I get to the gig. I don't walk in the fucking gig two feet and I see the kid on stage and also you get that pain in your stomach. Now, there's a couple <laughs> pains you get. There's a pain when you're from yeah. the fart and you know it just comes and goes. <laughs> there's another pain from something, but there's that pain that's that pain deep that you know you're going to fuck up a bathroom. You just don't know where. <laughs> It's going to come out eventually. You hope it's when you get home. Uh. Like, you hope it's a three-hour one. And uh, and uh, so I do my t- comedy. I get in the car, and I'm fine. I get in the fucking car. Once I hit the fucking five or whatever it is, the 14, oh, my God. I, I start farting, and I got to shit. But I do 90. Fuck it. I got a one point, and I'll take that driver eight classic. And I'm, okay. I'm not shitting. I'm not shitting. Yeah, that's a, that, that'll make you sweat. Oh, I my God. I'm sweating. I got the windows open. myself. Oh, and I go, and also I get to fucking 170, and it's down to one lane. And that's where the eruption started, like right there, right in the car on the 170. This is going to get bad. I had the music on. I'm singing. I'm dancing in the car. And then I get off the 170 at Magnolia, and it's the light of death. You understand me? It's the light of fucking death. This is the last light till I get to the fucking house. And it's a 20-minute light, and I got nobody behind me. All the times you want somebody behind you, so the weight's on there. Right. So here I am going back and fucking forth on oh, Magnolia. No. Well, I got and I can feel it coming out of my asshole. I can fucking feel it. You're rocking like so an orphan once, in Budapest. Once I, I, I did the countdown, 17, 16, you know, with the guy on the side, and I put that car in the park because the next light is, isn't Colfax. It's the one after that before the police station on fucking Burbank. So I had to beat that light. I don't give a fuck if there's a cop there or what. Boom! I fucking bang it out. I beat the light. 
I get to my block, I make a right, and as I get to my fucking block, there's a parking right in front of my house. I'm gonna make it. I pull up in front of my house, I turn the car off, and as I stick the leg out, <laughs> it just tapped out like the, the, the seat. It was like uh, in, in fucking uh, Apocalypse it's, Now. It's when you get relief. It, it's inside. Oh, my and then God. Then your whole body's like relieves. And then it was like then, Apocalypse oh Now. God. The only thing that was holding this asshole together was the chair with my cheeks. It was a combination. <laughs> I was like in a bridge pose with both shoulders down. So it was tucked in. Right. Now, once I opened the leg out, I could feel it. Now, I didn't want to fart in the car because you can't get that smell out. So I got out and I could feel it coming down. And at that point, I could run upstairs. <laughs> Or I could walk. It's like that old expression. <laughs> Either run down and yeah. fuck one of them, or we could walk and fuck them all. <laughs> I said, I'm going to shit anyway, so I just walked. Because that is a big question. Do I run, run when I have do, diarrhea, no, or do I walk run. when I have diarrhea? And I walked. And by the time I got to the third level, I could feel it coming out of my yeah. asshole, and I didn't give a fuck it. I didn't have underwear on. Fuck it. It's just, and, and, and I could yeah. feel it wrapping around my leg, around the sock. Right. When you feel a little, a little bead of <laughs> shit go down to your sock. Look, look at Wendy. <laughs> Wendy's smile went away. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I went to the bathroom. When I let it out, it was everywhere. Like on my legs. It had dripped down on my legs. So right there, I just took my socks off and my shoes. And I took a shower. But it was like 12 o'clock at night. And I'm like, fuck. My wife's going to think, I cheated on it because I'm taking a shower late night. This is what cheaters usually do. I don't know. Maybe do. at that point, that's the better call. No, 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 no. So I fucking took the clothes, put it in my hamper. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll do wash early. She'll never see it. Well, sure enough. <laughs> You know, every day she uses her own hamper. This is the day she used my hamper. And when she walked <laughs> to the hamper to throw her shit in there, she goes, what happened to your jeans? What's that brown stuff? And I looked at her and I go, you didn't hear the shower last night? She goes, no, I didn't hear the shower. Why? What happened? I go, fuck. I thought you were going to get up when I was in the shower at like 1230. I shit my pants. Like, she's used to it. I had a shit in the garage one time down there. And I drove over it to hide oh it from her. Oh, my God. And then she went down and seen all the... And at this place in North Hollywood, I had a shit in the backyard about... Eight oh, months you ago, told after me sushi, about that time. <laughs> and the lady, the landlord, called the fucking health control because you thought it was a bear. That shit in her yard. It was a pound, it was yeah. a mound with smoke behind. Yeah. I'm the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love these type of podcasts. Oh See, Wendy, God. you brought a new light. To, I shit my pants. Sink. Oh, I tell. I didn't tell it when I took the shit in the yard because the landlords. You would have got pissed. <laughs> I never told her about taking the shit in the yard because my wife gets sensitive about stuff like that. <laughs> But when I shit she has my to pants, draw the line somewhere. She just calls me like a fucking idiot. You know, the standard stuff. You're a fucking Momo or, you know, you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Because she knows. I got an email this week from a kid that's 17. I don't know if you read it. And, and he was uh, saying that he's hooked on somebody who wants to get into comedy. And I just told him the, the truth. I go, you got two options. You can get into comedy and you keep eating pills and discover your soul. Or, and when you're 38, you're going to wake up at a fucking rehab. And then you have to take six off, months off of comedy. You're probably going to be really good at that time because you bed your soul. But now you're off that and people are going to know about that. I go, you're going to get the same results and better if you don't do the fucking pills. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So become a comedian, but what do you got to do the fucking pills for? You know, it's shit like that that fucks with me. But then I got another one that wanted to know my biggest comedy, my biggest criminal blunder. I never told you about my biggest criminal really? blunder. I never forget. Remember that until I went to Foot Locker last week. I went to Foot Locker to get sneakers. And I walk in and I'm like, Terry, I used to work at Foot Locker. She's just like, so did I. And on the way home, I thought about this fucking Foot Locker thing. I go, when did I work at Foot Locker? And why did I quit that? I'm like, oh. And I remember what happened. I had just gotten a boulder. Anybody watch that show, Mob Wives? There's a show, Mob right, Wives, right? right. The, the, the heavy, fat one that looks like a man. Her father's in jail, and her father ran Staten Island. When I was a kid, I'd go over to Staten Island. And we used to go over to buy weed, and then it grew into other things. But one of the things they did was they sell IDs over there. Any type of fucking ID you want. And for 500 bucks, you get an ID, a birth certificate, and a fucking insurance card for your car. God damn it, These the motherfuckers were you know on it. I mean? <laughs> that just, the fact that you just can't do that anymore is really, you know. You can still do it. That's how the fucking oh, really? people do it. Yeah, yeah but you can? it's done other ways. But okay. it was funny because he hooked us up with a guy who used to get credit cards out of a bank. So every time a bank sent a credit card, Say they send Felicia a credit card, they make two copies, and we would get the other copy. So somebody else at the bank would get that copy and sell it to us for $500 flat with the expiration dates, everything. We could call the fucking credit card company as you. Uh -huh. Fucking scary thought, yeah. people, and this is yeah, how it yeah, happens. Yeah. You think that this shit don't happen. It used to happen a lot more. What, are you going to leave me here by myself? Yeah. What, are you kidding me? Come on over. You can't fuck. Come on over. Sit on Uncle Joey's lap. Let's talk about this. <laughs>
So this is 85. I'm about ready to leave New York, and I got a settlement for my shoulder. I got $18,000. Me and some buddy of mine did some fucking street walk scam where you, you sue a street walk for not fucking shoveling and stuff. He was the king of it. This guy would fall on the bus all the fucking time. So you did a fake fall. His name was Cy Lawrence. And what he did was he have already had the scam already done. All you had to do is go to the hospital and go to the attorney's office the next day. He already had the doctors in line, the dentist, anything. And all he wanted was $300 flat. Really? And he did 10 of them a day. Are you serious? Ten of them a day. His name was Cy Lawrence. He weighed 400 pounds. We used to call him Heavy Cy. <laughs> <laughs> you understand me? This is, this is 82, 81. So I come back from Colorado. I'm, I'm running from the cops. I come back and I bump into him. Oh, and to make it, work, he, make it better, he was one of my football coaches. That's how everybody really? knew Cy Lawrence. He'd give us 100 bucks to drive him to Connecticut, to Hialeah. And we'd smoke dope in the car while we were in high school. This guy was great. Heavy sigh. He was fucking huge. He used to put donuts around his fingers. And oh, he'd eat uh, them while he was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you know, you can't write this shit. Oh, my God. So Heavy sigh used to turn this into this. And we're fucking 17, 18. He used to tell us all about scams that he'd do. He'd fall on the buses when it snowed out. He'd get your buddy to sideswipe the bus and he'd fall. He had a thousand cases. He'd fall at supermarkets, he'd throw a jar of food off and then he'd slip and then he'd start yelling, help, help. And he told me, he goes, you wanna get big money? Always ask the fucking first person that I pass out. That's big money. Oh, really? That's big money, that's 100,000 right there. I mean, they had it down. And he's like, listen, when you do this, it's like having a job. What you're gonna do is that you're gonna go see this attorney and he's got everybody on the payroll and you're gonna go to the chiropractor, you're gonna go to the therapist, you're gonna go to. You're gonna quit your fucking day job, and all you're gonna do every day is go to appointments. But every day it's like punching in at the clock. That's how he sold it to you. He had thirty people doing this, all at the same chiropractor and the same fucking doctor, and the same thing. So anyway, to make a long story short, I got. I left and I came back and he was hunting me down. I was like, dog, you got a check for fucking eighteen grand waiting for you to. So he goes, come on, let's go out there together. We went out to the new. We stopped. We got a steak. And I knew I had to leave Jersey because my godfather was going to fucking shoot me at the time. And I just wanted to come back to Colorado. I like Yeah, what was your godfather's name? Uh, Gabby Lon. Gabby. Yeah. I had him and about three other people looking to fucking shoot me. I was carrying a little gun. I was ready for fucking action. But nobody really came around. The day before I left, my godfather approached me on a motorcycle. And he's like, oh, you're yeah, still you around. I'm going to shoot you. So I come out to Colorado. I take eight grand. I blow it in three days in Jersey with my friends. Not only that, I went and got two credit cards and took all my friends out. Took them to a mall. The girl worked at, my, my, the, the baby's godmother worked at, she was the general manager. My goomba in those days, you ready for this? Was the general manager of Joan and David at Aunt Taylor. You bitches right now would be dressed to the nines <laughs> if my girl was still around. So we would go out there, give her a card, she'd run and go, go to work. It's clean go and we and she'd walk into the stores with us she knew all the people they're all right do what they do we go so i got four cards from this guy and just went and took care of all my friends that took care of me all those years all the rides all the grams of coke all the guys that hid me at their house all in ann taylor clothes no no i, 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 I <laughs> no, took her i, know, I, I took her to some champ uh cologne place uh -huh. and her favorite thing was like a hundred dollars an ounce and i bought her the biggest Fucking thing. It was like six grand for this bottle of cologne that looked like a Galliano bottle. It tipped and everything. I mean, I just went nuts with my friends. I, I said, if I could end up with 10 grand, I'll be good. So I took two cards of me. I go, when I go to Colorado, I'm not even going to use these cards. I'm going to start and be a new man. But I'm going to take two cards of me just for emergency purposes. <laughs> I went to Staten Island, gave a thousand bucks. Because what you do with the cards really to make a living is I go to Wendy and go, Wendy, what do you need? And Wendy would go, I need a fucking mink coat from whatever. Wendy, it's ten thousand. I'll have it at your house at two, but you gotta have five grand. That's a deal. In fact, Wendy, give me four. Give me four and have some cleavage when I get there. For four grand, I didn't do nothing. So I take fifty percent of whatever the product was. So that's how you made your living with those credit cards in those days. So when I get to Colorado, I go fuck it. I'm gonna take the two cards and throw them away. I'm not gonna use them, but if I get into a my bind, I have to use them. I threw them into a weed. I threw them into weeds in, in Boulder, mm -hmm. and I, but I always knew where the weeds were, you know what I'm saying? Like, I kept my eyes on those weeds every day and shit, because the cards hadn't even been signed yet. They yeah. were brand fucking new. So I went, to the, I went looking for a job. I wanted to fucking change my life. I wanted to work. I joined a gym. I joined a sun tanning place. I wanted to get a fucking job. So I went to the main mall in Boulder, and I applied there to all the stores. 
And they fucking said, no, we don't need any help. So one day I got desperate and I said, fuck it. They're never going to hire me there. I'm going to go rob them. So I took the credit cards and I went to that store and went bananas. And these were young college kids. If I was doing it in New York, you have no idea the havoc I was causing in Boulder. Havoc. <laughs> I went to every store and just bought shit. Give me earrings, women's earrings. And then once, the, once they tell you the card is stolen, you still use the card and you just would use it under 50 Anything under $50, they wouldn't run in those days. They would look at a book. Yeah. So that card has mileage from now till fucking Jesus comes back. I would go to a Chinese restaurant and say, buy yourself lunch on the card, me and you, and take out an extra 20 As long as it's $44, yeah. I could care less what you do with the fucking card. Wow. So I get this, I go to this mall, I rape the fucking mall, I forget about the mall, and one day I get home and some kid says to me, hey, Foot Locker called. So I go, come on. So I go to Foot Locker, I go down there, I interview, and I get the job. They do a background check, and I get the job. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> before everything was online, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, this, is, this is when you had to look through the paperwork. I got to get back to you. There's too many Diaz's. Because <laughs> 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 Diaz is like Smith. You ain't never going to find me. Jose, yeah. shit, you got four days ahead of you. That's like John Smith, Jose Diaz. There's a thousand of those. That's why I can't get pulled over. Sometimes they want to arrest me for murder and shit. That's why I don't even like getting pulled over for speedy. Fuck that, because they'll take me. Yeah. Jose Diaz is a big popular name. You got to be fucking careful. So I go to Foot Locker, and as natural, after a week, they're like, dog, you got to come in here part-time. You got to come in here full-time. You're breaking records. You know I me. Mean? I can sell fucking anything, you know? I got money. I didn't have a girl yet. I, I could fucking sell anything. I was 21. Shit. I was killing them, so they made me a full-time employee. Well, one fucking day, a month later, two cops come in. They're like, Joe Diaz, yeah, can we have a word with you? I'm like, what's up? And they're like, some employee said that you work here, and a month before, you went in there and dropped like 5000 on a credit card. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. And they kept trying to law and order me. Mm -hmm. I was the king of fucking stonewalling in those days. I don't know. I learned old school. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say two fucking words. They kept asking me questions. Dog, about, I don't know what you're talking about. And I just moved here. I don't know. I don't know. They came the next day. I don't know. I don't know. They came the next day. I don't know. I don't know. Next day, I finally said, listen, you guys got something? If not, do me a favor. Don't fucking bother me no more. Then the guy showed up on Saturday. And he, well, I'm regular clothes. And he's like, listen, we got the sizes of clothes you bought. We got everything. I said, if you had anything, we wouldn't be having this fucking conversation, guy. And they're like, you should turn yourself in Monday. So I fucking got my sneakers for the day. I went home. I took the fucking credit cards out of the weeds. And I went to San Francisco. <laughs> you spoke a lot last week about Eddie Bravo and his gym legends. And you were telling me that they do pole dancing. Well, it's amazing because when they took it over, it was the floor. The bottom floor was for uh, uh, Muay Thai. And then the upstairs was for Eddie. And uh -huh. then uh, the guy that owns it, Chris, his girlfriend is a big, she owned the one on La Brea in between the Thai place. The and pole the, dancing the place. Pole, it was, they started with three poles. I mean, she started this with grassroots. Oh, let me wipe a tear from my eye. You have to. You, <laughs> it was a three-pole establishment. It was a three-pole establishment. <laughs> and all of a sudden they went to Eddie and said, listen, guess what? We're going to take half your fucking thing because the pole dancing craze is too much. So they put poles upstairs and downstairs and the stage. Yeah. So women could go there and, and pole dance. But it's, it's not such just... such a craze. There's probably pole dancing in nursing homes. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> they do like four or five classes a day. And my buddy works at Kushmar, uh, Cappy, and I said to him, how is kickboxing? Because he says, you got to go to the 7 a.m. Muay Thai. And one day I said to him, how is Muay Thai? This morning he goes, it wasn't bad, but there's more girls pole dancing what they are guys at Muay Thai class. He goes, there was like 30 women at 7 a.m. pole dancing, jumping up and down, stretching and shit, shaking that ass. But what a beautiful place as a man that you can go and watch women for free pole dance and then beat the shit out of another man. Yeah. That's a genius That's a business. Genius move. Bravo, Eddie, bravo. Genius move. <laughs> bravo. But, you know, you have a, a problem with pole dancing. What is it? I, you know what? They make, the pole dancing lessons make me angry because I don't think that you, uh, that a woman of some means like a, a 
you know, a lawyer, a corporate lawyer who has three children and a fantastic job and a beach house and goes skiing in Switzerland during the perfect time of year should also know how to work a pole. It makes me angry. Like, let's leave something for the women that are trying to fucking scratch their way into the middle class. You know, like, let's leave something for the poor women that can't go to college, you know, that, that can't, you know, don't, don't want to get married when they're 17 to a GI and have a baby. You know, like, let's save something for women this. that uh, want to achieve something. It makes ha- me angry. Half of this is for fitness. You know, some women do it for fitness because it seems like a great fucking workout. Give me a break. When I, I was know. a stripper, no stripper ever said, I'm only here for the and burn, then, well, baby. That's how they sell it. <laughs> they sell it for, for fitness and they also sell it for, uh, you know, your husband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I love my wife. I wouldn't mind her dancing one time, but that's it. Yeah. You know, don't get fucking carried well, away. Well, you're going to pole dancing a... for your husband, so in in your bedroom you have the pole and another guy fingering you under the table for an extra 40. <laughs> that's I mean, the fuck, you know? I mean, it's just... That's that, the real pole dancing it's lesson. It's just amazing that half the women <laughs> that go there... How to let a guy finger you for, you know, and not get caught by the cops. Half, half the people that are that. there are for fitness. It's really weird. I don't think, that, like, the time I went, I didn't see any girls that looked like exotic dancers. They were all, like, moms with BMWs and fucking SUVs, and it's like... And they're doing it. They're fucking doing it, guys. And you're sitting there going, wow. And then yeah, I asked them. They oil the pole. I don't know if they oil the pole. I don't know nothing about the stripper tricks. You know what I'm saying? Oil. They they have like a stack of $1 bills folded around their ring finger. Yeah, that's what, yeah, <laughs> that's what they don't teach you those lessons. It's pretty interesting. Hey, listen, Zumba has become a fucking business. When I was a kid, Zumba, you just dance in your living room to Spanish music. Go to the fucking YMCA during the week. Yoga classes, yeah, they got 20 people in there. Yeah, stretch, yeah, 20. Uh, what's the other thing chicks do? Pilates, oh my God, they got 22 women there. Go to fucking Zumba class. They got 80 women dancing, dancing, moving. It's such a fucking trend. And they do it from 8 to fucking 10 o'clock. The taco truck pulls up over there at the Y. <laughs> they got balloons, they got booze, they got margaritas. <laughs> funny how you're having a, a party for your children and it's uh, like whatever an airball party or you know and I know how parents today are against weapons you know like they're just against weapons and I told you that on the podcast I remember going to see Dirty Harry and at the end of Dirty Harry my mom's friend putting a gun in my lap that was the same gun Daddy Harry had in the movie I'm maybe six or seven and I got this gun he's driving to New York like on Broadway like you know and he's like what do you think about it and he's like, don't press the trigger, you know, he's like, be careful. And here I got this fucking 44 Magnum in my lap, and I'm six or seven. And then when I was like nine, I was in the attic, and I was always scared of spirits. When I was a kid, I was always scared of fucking ghosts, dog, always, till this day. Till I this, have one like that, Till this yeah. day, I got to sleep one with the door a little like open, that. or there's yeah. got to be a light on in the room. Just from what was instilled in me as a kid, my dad, the spirit, the whole fucking thing. And one night, my stepdad was talking to me. He's like, what the fuck are you scared of? And he's like, are you kidding me? Ghosts don't, even if they came back, what what, what are they going to do to you? And he goes, hold on one second. I'll take care of this. And he went in his fucking bag of tricks, and he came up with a gun with a silencer on it. And he goes, here, sleep with this. And I'll never forget, like, I never told nobody. Like, I went to bed with a gun with a silencer. It was like a little, uh, it was like a little Beretta at the time. Because he, oh he was a silencer freak. He, he used to make silencers from scratch. Well, he was a professional. And he used to know how to, like, he taught me how to how scotch tape. Like, a, if you just want to shoot somebody one time, you just take a 64-ounce Coke, the big bottles, and you uh-huh. tie it around a, a gun with scotch tape, really tight, tight, yeah. tight. And you put it around the fucking gun with the scotch tape. And when you fire it one time, it muzzles it. Just one shot, it'll muzzle it. So it'll go through the... You know the 64-ounce container? Right. So you got to pull up to somebody with a boom and just shoot them. And they'll muzzle one shot. Then after that, you're on your own. But he was infatuated with silences for a while when I was a kid. And I think about, like, kids today that their parents don't even want. I had one of my gifts when I was nine was a marksman repeater. And I got to tell you something. I was really good with it. That marksman repeater was my dog for, like, six. That's a BB gun, right? It's a BB gun combination, pellet gun combination arrows. So you got everything covered. You got the BBs, the pellets, and the little arrow. You had to tip the cylinder and put the little arrow in one at a time. That's the only thing that sucked. <clears throat> I could look you straight in the face and tell you I never shot an animal. 
You know, I was a can freak and boards and targets. You uh -huh. know, and the kids I hung out with were can freaks and boards and targets. I never shot an animal, but then I shot somebody with it. And my dad found out about it and they took Who'd the gun you from shoot? me. Like a neighbor. I shot him in the leg or something. And like was that. this a little boy? Or? Yeah, we were both the same age. I yeah. think that's what something happened. I did something wrong with the gun. I shot the glass. <laughs> I did something wrong I, with the gun. Were your parents shocked? Like they. They, uh, they couldn't have been shot. They gave Joey. me the gun with trust. Yeah. In my house, it was a lot. It was based on trust. You know what I'm saying? Like they found a knife on me when I was like eight. They came to pick me up on 148th, and they found the fucking 007 knife. When I was a kid, those were the knife of choice. It was this wood handle thing that had 007 on the side, and you'd have to take it home and rub it with butter and all this shit, so you could give it a. Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like a fucking Puerto Rican. Was it a switchblade? It wasn't a switchblade. It, it was long. Right. I remember my stepdad finding it on me. He's like, you're just too young to have, you know, what the fuck are you thinking? They didn't punish Where'd me. Where'd you get it? I got it at a, at a store. They just sold you? A you walked in with the 20, they sold you whatever you wanted in those days. There was no IDs, there was no paperwork. You know, if you were look old enough to look over the counter, they sold it to you. Right. I got it like on 153rd Street. Like that was the only place that would sell it to us. We walked in there with the dough at the time. Yeah. But here's the funny thing. Like I'm not a gun freak. I could care less about them. If I have one close by, it's great. But I'm not a gun freak. I don't study them. I don't have charts on my walls, even though I seen that at a young age. Uh -huh. You know, it's funny because on the way over here, I was thinking about what makes you become a comedian. What makes us become half of what we do? And in comedy, I think that at one time, like you and I had, you know, not the fucking, we didn't live in the Brady Bunch. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we weren't getting beat up by fucking people in South Africa and thrown over a mountain, but we weren't fucking the Brady Bunch. Right. And I guess at times you want to make yourself laugh. And at one point in our lives, we actually seen somebody that made us laugh but made us feel a certain way, and we also seen how it made the people around us feel. So we were like, I wish I could do that or whatever. And that's, I, I don't know. That's yeah. me because I, yeah. I remember the first time I heard Richard Pryor, the one album, I remember being in a room with a bunch of people and how, how cool it was. Like, you get to talk in a room with bricks around you and people drink alcohol, and you, I'm like, oh, my fucking God. You know what I'm saying? You make people feel so good. Right. But who knows? Why do you become a plumber? What makes you draw pictures? Who knows? You know, yeah. I don't know if yeah. that's the... But it's weird how they say that things that you've seen early on uh, go with you to life. Yeah, if I had a gun close by, I would shoot somebody. But it's not like I have 22 guns on me. Like, I'm not a gun freak. And I grew up around that. Yeah. I grew up around the guy that was weaponry. So it's funny when you say that. It's like, again, one day we were on the podcast and we had a disagreement around something. We yelled at each other. And just now you said to me, you know, there's a preschool back there. They heard the whole conversation, the fight we had. And I'm like, you know what? In some circles, <laughs> that was considered a fight. In some circles, that was just considered a disagreement. A fight's when shit's getting thrown and... Somebody's jumping that a fence. For and a girl, that for a girl being in a fight, <laughs> yeah, that was no. pretty. No, no, you know. You, you know, you were off kilter and so was I. But it's really <laughs> weird what some people consider violence and some people consider, so what? He's got a fucking gun. Right. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when I kidnapped the guy in Boulder, I was like, what's the big deal? I put him in the trunk of a car. The, the coke is off the street. What's the big fucking deal? And they're like, and no. And you led with that defense. You think you, they're like, you don't understand. You put a guy in the trunk of a car against his will. You know, it's like some, you know, one man's chicken is another man's gumbo. <laughs> if I had children in today's world, I would sit them down and I'd say, hey, I'm just going to get this shit out of the way, guys. Here's a 45 automatic. Here's how it works. Show them the pistol, show them the guns, show them the fucking thing. Take them to some range, put them, make them each shoot three and go, it's over. Now you know what it is. I don't ever want to fucking hear about it again. What do you want to BB gun for? To do what? To shoot cans and shit. Now you know what this is. You know the other hand of this? 22 fucking thousand kids shoot themselves each year with them. Oh, I know. So you have yeah. to give them the other end of it. No, right there just... where you have the gun. Last night I got an email on my Facebook from a guy that listens. He didn't know about the Gmail. And he spoke about the, his, I guess him and his wife are separated. And I don't know if this is the right answer. You're a mom. I, I, I think I'm a dad and I think I'm a, a good influence sometimes. But you tell me his wife <laughs> and him are separated. And she found that 16-year-old and the 18-year-old smoke weed. He said to me, Joey, they're both good fucking boys, which I know what he's saying. They probably get bees. They both have jobs. There's no problem. So what? They smoke dope, but the mother's having a fucking heart attack. He goes, Joey, what do I tell him? This is the part of parenting that I fucking despised. This is it right here. When you have to sit somebody down and look them in the face and tell them how something's bad, even though we did it. 
right? Or continue to do it. Or continue to do it. <laughs> okay. So here's the fucking dilemma I came up with. I said, fuck it. Sit them down and go, look, here it is. You ready? You take out a fucking 20, you smash it up, you roll it up, boom, you light it, you give one a hit, you give the other one a hit, you turn it off, you go, here's it is, guys. I've been doing this for 20 years, so I can't tell you if it's good or bad. I know I like it. Your mother, on the other hand, doesn't like it. So now you guys did it. We got it out of the way. This is the good things about it, and these are the bad things about it. It could lead to cocaine. It could lead to whatever. It could lead for you to fucking do this. Whatever. You make the pros and your cons, and at least you tell them what you feel. And I think that at the end, you're just being honest with your kids. But that's from a non-parent who doesn't have a 16 or 18-year-old. Right. No, I, I think you're pretty close to the mark. I think you can't say things like, I like it. Once but, you lose you credibility with your kids, like, Felicia. Well, you have to tell them the yeah. truth and you have to say, uh, this is, you know, that I participated in that and I have done that and sometimes I still do, but it's like having a drink. You can't drink all the time. And it's you have to be respectful of people that don't like it. You have to be respectful of that. Like, you know, if you're stupid enough that your mother finds it, then you're too stupid to smoke pot. If you're stupid enough to where your mother can find your weed, that means you're just too stupid to smoke pot. That's just my opinion. You know what I mean? But uh, when it comes Mom's to... Mom's fucking Snoop, though. You that, guys well, know what's Of course cracking. they do. You know, so you it's have a two-way street. Do. There's yeah. a respect level. I've always thought that as a parent, you just want credibility. I like credibility. Like, this is what I did. This is what happened. And this is the results for me. You know, and these are the results yeah. for the people around me. Now, you're an adult. You're 18. I could sit here with you and bang you in the head with a fucking rock, and you're still going to do what the fuck you want to do. You know, you're, you're 20. You're still going to do it. You're 16. You still live under my roof. I'd appreciate it if you smoke in a controlled area. To be honest with you, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't smoke because it gives your mother a fucking heart attack. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's different things. You have to respect things, yeah. people who aren't into it, and you got to be smart. And you know what? You have to understand the downfalls of it. You know, if you're smoking so much pot where you're not going to school, even though it calms you because you fucking hate school, you know what? Pull it together. You can't do it all the time. You got to focus on your shit. I want to talk about a funny email we got from Snow. Oh, yeah, no. Good thing Joey just saved me on that one. <laughs> I'll tell you one. I got to fuck some chicken in an ambulance. Yeah. Nah, this is better once there. Let's give really? him something better. That's his wife, though. He went on to marry her. I thought that was funny that he took it's a picture of their penis and vagina and with a disposable camera that, that they found. I see that you got back to them. Let's answer this. It's got to be something better. That's really? too easy. Yeah, it's too it's easy. Too, so what if it's too easy? Because we have nothing to relate to it. What do you mean we have nothing to relate to it? Did you take it? a picture of your little picture? No, but I got laid in a cemetery once. <laughs> I just, Actually, I, I didn't. I, I just made that up. Yeah, it's not <laughs> but I've had sex in a weird space. We've talked about it. We have. We talked yeah, about you, it, but that was just, that's why? too easy for us. Why? Was, then, uh, then we ahead, have to go. Okay, I know. I just thought it was I, I just looked at it. It was funny, but we got nowhere to go with it. it was like yeah, absolutely, we got somewhere week. to go. Because, you know, it made me laugh about it. So he has a disposable camera that he found in the ambulance that belonged to the ambulance drivers, right? The ambulance was empty. They have sex in the ambulance. They hold on to everything because there's like knobs and handles all over the place. And it's all jiggling. They have the best sex in their life. And he eventually marries her. But then he takes a disposable camera, you know, photographs him with a mm-hmm in the hee-hee, and puts the camera back. That's awesome. Because, you know, the ambulance driver is going to go get it to the bellows and be like, head wound, broken knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Overdose. What the fuck? It sounded too easy. Oh, I don't think so. It sounded too easy. Well, you guys can let us know if that sounded too easy. But anyway, I liked it, Sergio. No. And, uh, oh... Okay, then then let's saying. not do an easy one. Let's do no, this one. I'm saying to you, though. I this, might this have action. to give a shout out action to the youngest uh, person that's emailed us who listens to the show. And I got to tell you, it gave me a little bit of anxiety because this person's 13 years old. What do you feel about that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We're gonna Nothing. get those. We're gonna get those. You know. Yeah. Don't you yeah, don't feel kids. bad? I have I have little kids. You know. I wouldn't want them listening to this. Kids are going to be kids. And it's funny because somebody wrote us an email about how I'm not open to kids. Somebody wrote an email that was right. fucking brilliant. That, that yeah. you know, it, we got what we talk about. <laughs> you follow me? I, eh, yeah. That's what, yeah. what Rogan talks about. On ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. He said that I was very close. You've seen that email. 
Oh, yeah. You've seen that email. That's fucking interesting that somebody picked it up. And it's so weird how kids are going to be fucking kids. What? I was a kid, so I understand. I wasn't a bad kid. I didn't. I wasn't lighting buildings on fire, but I knew the other side of the fucking railroad tracks. You were buying Puerto Rican knives on 158th yeah, you know, Street you know, when you were fucking, nine. I mean, I mean, but this was something that I mean, when I was thirteen, there was a guy we bought weed from once in a great while. I told you about this. His name was Nelson, and he was unemployed. He was on disability or something. Some other dude went over there in the afternoon. They rolled joints, and he would always go get me weed in the city before I even knew anything about that stuff. Like I knew about weed from the house. But he'd say, look, if you each give me a dollar, I'll let you come behind my house later. When I fuck my girlfriend, I'll leave the window oh, I remember open. That, remember, right? I was telling yeah, you that story. You told that I story. mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a fate of consequence. When you're 13, that's a jackpot. That's a jackpot. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I give you a dollar. That's my milk money for the week. I give you a dollar. And you let me watch you fuck your girlfriend like five of us back here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's kid shit. So the kid is 13. He's probably at home by himself, the reason why he listens to this shit, or his parents aren't paying attention to him. Okay, now let me ask you this. What would you rather the kid be doing? Out playing in traffic or listening to the podcast at home like a nerd with the fucking computer on? You got to pick your battles well, in your I'm mind. I'm going to say if you're 13 Either. years old and you're listening to Beauty and the Beast, you're not a nerd, number one. You're cool. Well, whatever. You're at but, home with the computer. But, you know, but I do want to just say, because if he's listening, you know, and if there's other listeners out there that are quite young, you know, like, uh, it just makes me nervous. I don't want you to take the wrong thing away from the podcast. And I know we've talked about it before, and we don't have to discuss it, but just understand that these are lessons learned, and, uh, in you know, and uh, I'm glad I had my experiences. I'm certainly uh, could say that you're glad you had your experience. I'm you happy. I wish somebody that's 13 listens to this and goes, wow, that guy's 48. He's talking about this. He's a fat fucking knucklehead, whatever. But I see what the beauty and what he's saying. We got a lot of emails last week saying, listen, man, it's a brilliant podcast because you tell a story and then you tell the consequences from the story. I like that. This is the pro and the fucking con. I've never sat here and said, let me tell you what, Felicia, I robbed this fucking thing of coffee one time. It was I never said that to you. I tell you the story in the most modest way I could say it to you and how bad I felt about it and how good I felt about it at the time. It's really weird how at the time you suck a dick and you feel fucking great about it. You know, and then 10 years later you think back and you're like, wow, I sucked that dick. Anything. I'm just saying. I'm just fucking saying, people. You know, you look back at your life and this kid that's 13 is going, wow, maybe my parents don't open up about this shit. Maybe I got to go elsewhere to find out little fucking tidbits. So I applaud you at one hand. You know, I hope that you, you're taking this in one ear and it goes out the other. But what you are listening to is the... Uh, the beauty that we're trying to put out in this world that's really a fucking beast because that's what this world is right now and I know what it is to be home in the afternoons for three hours by yourself till your mom gets home or you know I know what it's like so I'm with you dog you know if you're sitting back then if you're doing meth and listening to the podcast I'm gonna hunt you down then stab you in the fucking neck you know what I wanted to say real quick Uh, that we got a shout out from Ireland from Sean and David from Austin that's all I wanted Beautiful. to say. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. We have uh, great uh, listeners, and uh, we appreciate when you write us. And uh, we also appreciate Skin Industries. Why don't you tell us about Skin Industries, Joey? The leader in athletic apparel, you bad motherfuckers. They put out the Beauty and the Beast shirt for us. There's only a couple shirts left. So get them while they're hot. SkinIndustries.com. A leader in athletic apparel. That's right. And to AdamandEve.com. Where's our check? That's right, you dirty <laughs> bitches. Checks. Where the fuck is the dildos and the, the nose piercings? I and the, know. They were supposed to send us a scratch and sniff. And where's you my know. triangular pillow that guess the fucking, vibrates? Guess the sniff and all that shit. Guess the sniff. <laughs> It was a great week with you, Felicia. It was I'm a happy, fun week. I'm, I'm glad this we week together. was a, a fun week. I, like I said, I'm having some uh, psychological problems lately with my one-man show. Once I put it up, I'll move on from this, and uh, I can see what adjustments we need, and we can get this going. I love you, motherfuckers. Goodbye. Stay black. <laughs>